February 6th. Our reading in the New Testament today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 29 through 51. Do not be doubtful. Religious leaders will come and go, stand and fall. But the word will not change. Believe it. Obey it. Hold to it. No matter what others may say or do, your Bible is God's light in this dark world. And don't be distracted. We watch when we stay alert and remind ourselves that our Lord may come at any time. When in your heart you delay His coming, you start to lose your effectiveness and witness. Keep watching and keep working. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 6th, Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 through 51. Immediately after those horrible days end, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then, at last, the sign of the coming of the Son of Man will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the nations of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man arrive on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send forth his angels with the sound of a mighty trumpet blast, and they will gather together his chosen ones from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its buds become tender and its leaves begin to sprout, you know without being told that summer is near. Just so, when you see the events I've described beginning to happen, you can know His return is very near, right at the door. I assure you, this generation will not pass from the scene before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will remain forever. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So be prepared, because you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Know this— a homeowner who knew exactly when a burglar was coming would stay alert and not permit the house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Who is a faithful, sensible servant to whom the Master can give the responsibility of managing his household and feeding his family? If the Master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I assure you, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But if a servant is evil and thinks, My master won't be back for a while, and begins oppressing the other servants, partying and getting drunk, 
Well, the master will return unannounced and unexpected. He will tear the servant apart and banish him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hello, my name is Patrick Meisner. I am from a little town in Illinois, Marissa. Um, I have a construction business, some rental properties, and a restaurant bar. Um, about six months ago, my wife and I separated, and she moved to Lancaster, Ohio with my children, and I was completely devastated. She did this because I had been running drugs and staying out all night, drinking and partying with friends and random women. I would often spend weeks at uh, casinos, gambling, and running around with random people. Um, completely devastated. I was given another chance by my wife to find refuge, and that's what... Uh, that's what happened. She sent me a link for the Refuge Ministries in November. And uh, she gave me another chance. And so I, I made the trip to Ohio. And I was, I was able to join up and be part of the ministry January 7th, 2019. So far, I've been here what's that, 11 days, and uh, I have learned to basically set my so myself aside and let God run things for a while, and uh, my plan is to let Him run things for the rest of my life, not just to better myself, but to be a life-giving presence in the community wherever, wherever the Lord takes me. Uh, I have some encouragement that my wife is going to allow me to be back in my children's life and also her life, I'm leaning on that hope that I will have a family again. Uh, some of the things that I've learned here is to be obedient to the system, to learn how to accept instruction, uh, how to lead from sort of the background instead of always trying to be in charge uh, and doing things my way. Because obviously my way has led me to destruction and uh, broken relationships and a lot of pain. I fully believe that the Lord is using that pain and my past to help people in the future. I really believe that the Lord is going to use me in one way or another, whether it be as a leader or as a uh, employee. I'll be the best janitor or I'll be the best boss as long as I let God lead the way. And I'm learning that. And uh, since being here, I've been open to instruction. I feel I can still grow in that area, but also I've been filled with a love for the for the Bible and for for the Lord. I still feel like I am growing daily. I've been getting right. I have 
began writing letters to my fellow brothers, uh, encouraging them on a daily basis. I really get a joy from encouraging people. And um, I get a joy from not being rewarded or being praised. It's just, it's just so nice to see other brothers filled with life again, knowing that these guys have had a rough past. And my words of encouragement for people either coming into the ministry or have already been in the ministry for a while is to um, just love the Lord your God with all your heart and secondly love your brothers and those around you and he will light your way and and fill your path with prosperity and success and I just thank uh, the Refuge Ministries for this opportunity. This is a known category for the meaning of in, function. How does it work out practically? Try to think of it as a verb rather than a noun. Every human being is an imager of God. God's original intent was to create creatures like him to essentially be him as if he were there. They are his proxy. They are his representative, his agent to do things. Every human being is an imager of God. Another way to illustrate this is to go to one of the Ten Commandments. This is a familiar one. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now we are sort of taught to think that this commandment is about swearing. You know, the, the, the verbal utterance of God's name in some defamatory or, you know, useless way. I want you to see something, again, that's obscured in English. Take is the Hebrew verb nasa. And I'm going to do, just bear with me here, I'm going to run a quick search just to show you a point. This is often the term, you'll look at the options over here, that is translated to bear, to carry, to support, to lift. Okay, it's a verb that means all those things. Lift, carry, take, take up, pick up, that sort of thing, to bear. Thou shalt not bear the name of the Lord thy God in vain. What does it mean to bear a name? It means to be associated with it. I bear the name Christian. I bear the name, you know, like Lagos employee. I am an extension of that name. I'm responsible for its reputation. Okay? To bear the name means to be a representative of that name. But the New Testament expresses this really nicely when Paul tells Peter... Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Imaging God and bearing the name are two related concepts. It's really two ways of saying the same thing. Humanity was the representative of God, was the agent of God on on earth. To be human is to be the image of God. Psalm 30, verses 1 through 12. 
In this song of praise, this psalm here, David expressed his thanks to God for the changes God sent to his life. He went from sickness to health. God had healed David and lifted him up from the grave. His sickness had been a discipline from God because of David's pride and self-sufficiency. He changed him from weeping to joy. Now, there's a contrast between God's momentary anger and his gift of lasting joy. And he changed David from mourning to singing. David humbled himself before God and begged for help and mercy. When God saw that the discipline had done its work, he healed David and forgave his sins. David changed clothes, picked up his harp, and began to sing praises to the Lord. No matter how dark the night, dawn will come. No matter how heavy your heart, one day there will be a song. Wait patiently and trust the Lord. His favor is for life. Psalm chapter 30, verses 1 through 12. A Psalm of David, sung at the dedication of the temple. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. O Lord my God, I cried out to you for help, and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise His holy name. His anger lasts for a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may go on all night, but joy comes with the morning. When I was prosperous, I said, Nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Then you turned away from me, and I was shattered. I cried out to you, O Lord. I begged the Lord for mercy, saying, What will you gain if I die, if I sink down into the grave? Can my dust praise you from the grave? Can it tell the world of your faithfulness? Hear me, Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Proverbs chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your hearts stray away toward her, the immoral woman. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of many. Numerous men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. 